We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace Not in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back in the Straight Talk Studios. Be a great one. I'm always a fan of women's wrestling. And it's always great to catch somebody who's just getting into the thick of things. Somebody who's coming up, making a name for herself. And I got somebody in Ontario that we all should be keeping our eyes on. So all promoters, stay woke. And please help me welcome Miley to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you? Good. How are you? You know what? I can't complain. Just before we uh, push record, I was telling you about how sometimes being around all these beautiful women in my life, I feel defeated. I yeah, do. Yeah. I feel defeated. <laughs> you love him to death, though. <laughs> I love him to death. Even the dog. The dog is, uh, oh, the dog has such a diva complex, Miley. Like, she's, like, this big, but she thinks she's, like, Napoleon. Like, she's got a Napoleon complex. So, when the front oh, door's yeah. open, any dog that walks by, she's, rah, 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 rah. as soon as I take her outside, she just, she starts shaking. Like, she's, yeah. she's, she's a big coward. She has a lot of bark <laughs> and absolutely no bite. No bite at all. <laughs> that seems to happen with all the small ones too. It's usually always the small dogs, right? It's it's like it's like they feel like they have to. Uh, they feel like they have to really make themselves stand out so people know. Like, don't mess with me. I'm strong. And then it's like, no. Yeah. You're adorable. Yeah, not You're not strong. No, not at all. Not at all. Like <laughs> if, if she saw a Rottweiler, she would pee where she stood. She absolutely would. She'd be like, oh my god, yeah. this this thing's like quadruple my size. Actually, the Rottweiler is probably about the she's probably about the size of a Rottweiler's leg. I'd have to say. What breed is she? What is she? Oh, she's a Pomeranian. Well, she okay. So the breeder told us is she's a half Pomeranian, half poodle. But I think she's half Maltese, half poodle, just by the way she looks. So she's about the size of a Maltese. She's kind of got the elongated snout of a poodle, but she's very much. But she does the standing on two legs thing like Pomeranians do. So I don't know. She's cute. I bug her. I give her headlocks. I flick her nose. That's what I do. I <laughs> little white fluffy dog eh yeah a little white fluffy right now she's shaved she, I'm because, assuming she's white yes she is white she's white little, little a couple little brown spots here and there but it's because uh my daughter doesn't brush her so we had to get her shaved down for the summer because she's got all kinds of tangles so the the groomer's like what do I do I'm like shave her she'll grow back it'll be fine <laughs> just shave her it's fine it's the summer anyways she's gonna get hot all that fur I sweat with only this amount of hair on my head could you imagine I used to have more before all these women yeah. came in. you see that it used to be down here. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about this crazy wrestling business that you've gotten yourself into. Now, if anyone watched the five questions, which always airs the Saturday before our conversation, they will know that you got into this business because of your boyfriend, seeing him and seeing what he did. You sat back in your chair one day and you said, I could do that. I could, I could do that too. And here we are. Miley is born. So when you took your first bump, I'm always curious when I meet somebody who's just fresh into the business and kind of working through the ranks. When you took your first bump, what was your honest, real reaction? My real reaction? I mean, like, it was in front of everyone. So I, I was like, I played it cool. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, obviously, no one likes it. But in my head, I was just like, I can't believe I did that. Like. <laughs> I've never been the person to do anything risky in my life. Like I wouldn't even do a flip on a trampoline. So doing that for me, I was like, Oh crap. Okay. I can do it. And then it kind of just like motivated me. Like, wait, what else can I do? <laughs> and well, I've seen you wrestle a few times. The first time we saw you was at uh, uh, CWF. You were facing CC 
And it was for yeah. part of the, the revolution kind of segment of the CWF show. And uh, you two put on a great match. And my daughter and I both uh, both looked at each other and like, we got to keep our eyes on these two. And then, you know, <laughs> we've seen you around more and more. And then you were at Revolution and you had some great matches and you you faced some great opponents already in your young career. One, most notably to talk about Revolution, great promotion run by Chris Levenois. He's a great guy, great friend of the show. Um, you face CeCe Moss, who is arguably... I want to say straight up the powerhouse of Ontario women's wrestling. Her and Jody Threat yeah. for me kind of go one and two when it comes to Ontario women because they are so yeah. strong, they are so fast, and they're both incredibly sweet outside of the ring, but in the ring, they will tear your head off and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you face yeah. both women. So I, this is a hard question, Miley, because I'm going to put you on the spot. You face Jody, you face Cece. Who was tougher? Oh my gosh. That is such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just such different. It was such different, different experiences with both women. Um, but they're both powerhouses. I don't, I don't know. Like, I remember with, with Jody, um, there was a moment where, you know, I had to, um, get up on her shoulders from the ground. And I, I thought like, okay, where am I going to pose? And she just dead lifted me onto her shoulders from the ground. And I was like, what in the heck? It's like, this woman is insane. Who the heck can do that? <laughs> like just deadlift off the ground onto her shoulders. And I was like, there's, there's nowhere for me to post. I don't even have to post. And then, uh, Cece Moss um, at, at Women's Revolution, I did a, a crossbody off the second rope, which was the first time I've ever done it in my life. And she caught me. And I, I was mind blown with like how freaking solid she was. Like, it's insane. I don't know. Both women, both women have just like blown my mind. It's, it's a draw for me. I cannot pick one. I can't. They're both just so immaculately just powerhouses. All right, that's fair. I, I gave you a hard question. I put you on the spot there, but that's what we do here on Straight Talk Wrestling. We, we, we ask the hard questions. We ask the tough questions. It can't be, we don't pull any punches or else it wouldn't be called Straight Talk Wrestling. It'd be kind of sometimes we shoot it straight. <laughs> sometimes we don't. Maybe that's what we'll call the show, but it's not straight. I go straight to the point, man. I, I go right for the jugular. That's what I do. I go right to <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, rip, I rip the throat right out. So, um, you know, Jody Threat, you've had multiple battles with Cece. I know you and Cece probably behind the curtain are very close. But in front of the yeah. curtain, Cece and you seem to have this just natural chemistry and also a little bit of disdain for one another. Like, you two play off so well for hating each other in the ring. And one thing I love about Cece is that there's layers to her, much like there's layers to you. And as both of you work your way up in the ranks, the layers for her is that she starts talking smack in Spanish, which half the time you don't know what she's saying, but you can pick out a few words like from what you've seen her. So when she goes, loca, stupido, you know she's basically saying you're crazy or you're stupid. Either way, you're going to get in trouble. But you two have a natural chemistry. And I have to say the one thing that impressed me the most about you in those matches is your speed. You really, you. really are a firecracker, my dear. You you fly all <laughs> over the ring. And for somebody who says that was the first time she ever did a cross body, you looked fluid. You looked like you had been there before and you knew what to do. So uh, from a wrestling fan to someone who's been to a lot of shows and interviewed a lot of amazing people, sorry, had conversations with, with amazing people because we don't do interviews, we have conversations. But straight up, take those risks. Keep taking those risks because 
you're going to build up such a great repertoire that you'll be able to take somebody like CC Moss on and you'll just, you'll get to the point where your confidence is right there and you'll be back in the ring with CC and you'll be like, let's dance. And it'll just be yeah. like, boom, it'll be awesome. But yeah, keep taking those risks because you, you, you look fluid and I get it. You're still learning. Mistakes are going to happen. So speaking of that, that's a great segue for me. Mistakes. What's the biggest mistake you've made in a match thus far in your young career? Like when you look back and you watch that match and you go, oh man, how did I, like, why did I do that when I should have done this? But I, I did that. I, oh, what was I thinking? Um, I mean, I give it to myself. I, I've, um, I've been able to hit every spot with all the matches that I have had. So that's one thing that I'm really happy with, but, um, my match with Jody threat. I was, uh, I was very, very new. Um, it was my, it was my fourth match ever. So fourth match ever. It was my second in the, in that day. So it was my first time doing a double show in one day. And I just gone from the one and she was my second of the day. And, um, in that match, I watched the whole match and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what did I do? Because I, I hit everything. And I was, I was happy with it, but then watching myself, um, I, I very much wasn't used to uh, taking the rope or running the ropes and uh, taking a turnbuckle. So um, me and my friends call it like, uh, I basically took a turnbuckle like a Muppet. Like I would be, <laughs> I, would, I would literally, and I looked like a Muppet and, and I, I'm totally okay with, with making fun of myself for it because I would like, you know, you, you get shot into, into a corner and, Usually, you know, you hit it and you turn around because you you're got, you got to feed. But I, I didn't, in, in my head, I was so new and I just didn't know this. And I was just like trying to take everything right. But I would just like, I would take the corner and I'd run at it with my arms up like, ah, and then I would just hit it and kind of stay there and like wait for the, wait, wait for Jody to grab me. And um, <laughs> I just, I wasn't like attacking the corners. I was doing like these long drawn out, like flailing arms running at it and that for me like as soon as that like we finished that match I got some great feedback from Jody the best feedback I've ever gotten in terms of improving myself um and ever since then I have just like <laughs> made sure that I can do that now <laughs> I work non-stop on, on taking those buckles and get, and getting those whips right so so you know that that for me was just just learning how to how to take the take the buckles and run the ropes was a big thing and uh it, it took took four matches for me to realize that because um my first two were with uh Cece Galavis and and we trained together so our matches were very um she knew how to work with me already so well to mm -hmm. do exactly what I can do so you know I wasn't doing that stuff so I, I never had to have that happen and be like oh my god I can't I'm not doing that right <laughs> so fourth match uh it, it was it was that light bulb moment of like oh wow okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's you know what it's it's stories like that though that you're gonna look back when you you know you two years down the road when you're in this business and you're in the thick of things and you're you've got like a hundred matches hundred plus matches under your belt you'll look back at this conversation and you'll be like yeah i've exceeded that i've i've reached that gra glass ceiling and i punched through level up moments i stole that from Holden Albright, one of the great wrestlers here in Ontario. And he said that you always reach these level up moments. So when you had that feedback from Jody, you leveled up. 
You knew what you had yeah. to do. So you went, you went in, you put the work in, and now you've leveled up and you'll level up again and you'll level up even more. But, you know, my daughter asked an in- interesting question. It's a question that I gave her because, like I said, you're so happy. I don't think you could ever possibly have a frown because I just don't think you're built that way. But, <laughs> I mean, isn't playing the bad guy funner? I don't know. It, it was fun when I did it. I got to do it with my, my boyfriend and his tag partner. So I did have fun with that. Um, you can definitely get a lot more play with the crowd. But I just, I don't know. I don't like, uh, I, and I can't get a smile off. My, like, I really can't. It was uh, a lot of people would say to me and, you know, I, I'd be, I'd be practicing and practicing. They're like, stop smiling. You have to stop smiling. I'm like, I'm not smiling. I think I'm, I think that I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm selling. I don't know. I'm, it's just naturally on my face. Like, I'm like, I'm like mad. And I'm like, ah, I just don't think I could, I don't know. I could do it. I wouldn't love it. Okay. That's, that's I'm sure I would have fun someday. Yeah. Someday I'm sure I could have fun with it, but right now I like kind of being more of myself hey, that's when I get to go out. That's what it is. It's all about finding that balance to be yourself and this character that you've created or manifested and kind of turning yourself up to 100. So if you're Smiley Miley and that works, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for <laughs> it. Be happy, be charismatic, because you do definitely have a natural chemistry with the crowd. When you came out to Revolution, uh, as the match went deeper... People were really excited. And then you got over because Cece pulled her typical Cece and she did a little bit, you know, underhanded, dirty deeds, we'll say. Cece's, Cece's a great talent. I love her to death. But uh, listen, you got to call a spade a spade here. And she just, yeah, <laughs> she pulled a Cece. That's what she did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you talked about ACW. Now, ACW is a new promotion. They had their first show. You were there as well. So it it seems like you really are getting your name out there because let's be honest, in Ontario, uh, more so Canada, female wrestlers are, you know, kind of a few and far between thing. It really is a niche thing. And even though there are some amazing names out here that have broken down barriers, that have kicked ass, that have taken names, and then there's a great promotion like Revolution that's highlighting the female talent here. What did that mean for you to get that call and be like, listen, you know, we're going back to Mississauga, we're going back to our home venue, and we're doing the show there, and want to bring you in, want to make you part of the roster, and it's an all-woman's roster. You're not sharing the spotlight, you are the spotlight. What's what's a vibe like that? For that, I mean, it, it was like, it was huge. Um, being on an all-woman's show as a, a female wrestler, it's like, it's it's peak like that is that is what like the, the goal is um is doing an all-women's show as a female is so big so it was it was just like pride just so proud to like be a part of something like that um yeah it was just so exciting and uh chris levenswall there i i can never i don't know if i ever pronounce his last name right levenswall levenswall okay yes. Yes, I'm like, I, I, I see the guy so often. I love him to death. Um, so to work for him too, was something that was very exciting to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was. And I mean, the card you put together was a banger. I mean, we had Rachel Elring, we had Lufisto, we had Cece, we had you, we had Spinelli. Uh, the list goes on and on. We had great Jody was there. We had great talent. 
the whole roster kicked ass as they always do. They put on a great show. And, um, you know, to sit there and see some of the greats like a Lufisto, like a Rachel Elring do their thing that for you as an up and comer, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would have, I would have found any chance I could get to sit down and just pick a brain for 15 minutes. Did you have those opportunities? Um, yes. With, uh, with, uh, a Spinelli, we, we got to talk a lot, um, actually planning up to the show, which was great. Um, she's such a huge help and she was like such a great, like locker room leader when it came, like it came down to it. So having Spinelli there as a resource was so great. Um, John Atlas was actually there as well. He was just so helpful. Um, he, he listened to everybody's matches. He gave so, such great feedback. And then Lufisto. Um, I have never seen, um, I'd never been in a room with Lufisto. I, I had never really, I've never seen her wrestle in person. And after seeing her, like, I was for the moon with the show. Um, and, and her and Cece Gallup put on to train with Cece Gallup's and like see her match. Lufisto I was like beaming with just like I'm so proud that like I train with this girl and she's just kicking such great butt and like I I was on like closely after them and I was just like backstage like almost in tears that I was so like this is amazing I can't believe like this is happening and like they're killing it uh it's just so awesome to be around women like that it was it was awesome Absolutely, it would be. I mean, for any wrestler, whether it's male or female, to be around legends in the game or see your friends achieving those successes. But again, you've, like I said, you've achieved successes. So Jody was your fourth match. When you were at Revolution, what match number was that for you? 15. 15. 15. It was 15. Bravo. You know how many matches you've had more than me? (laughs) 15. 15. But you know what? 15 is great. I mean, uh, in, in such a short span to train, to fall in love with this business. And also, I mean, your boyfriend, kudos to him because he's also a great talent as well, a great up and comer as well. And you guys get to do it together, which is awesome. You guys get to travel around. It, it's the best part of it. I mean, the traveling must be the funnest part. Now, when you're in the car for insurmountable amount of hours and you're driving from show A to show B, which way you have it, uh, do you play car games? Like, do you play license plate games? Do you play pick the color car games? Do you play I spy? Like, is it corny car games or do you sleep? Let's be honest. When you're not driving, are you sleeping? No, we don't sleep at all. Um, The only person that ever sleeps is Chili Brown. Okay. Chili Brown is the only person that sleeps. Um, The rest of us are all just like, we're just talking. Like, we're all such close friends that it's just always just like joking around and like talking about like, past shows and uh and future shows and and just everything i don't think there's ever really a minute that we're not talking and then chili brown will just sometimes you know there'll be a little break or like he'll be tired so headphones go on and chili's out (laughs) (laughs) that's the same it's like it's like stallone in that movie over the top when the hat goes backwards the machine turns on (laughs) yeah when the ear when the earphones go on everybody shut the fuck up leave me alone i don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) yeah yeah talk to anybody that's chilly. And you know, he'll try to sleep, but like everybody still wants to talk to him. So it'd be like waking Chili up for like, hey Chili, do you remember that? Hey Chili, and it's like the headphones come off and like everyone's getting <laughs> so chilly. He doesn't get a, get too much sleep because we don't really leave him alone. But 
He's the only one that tries. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Chili, I feel for you, man. I'm there for you. Next time you want to sleep, just don't, when they tap you, just roll away. Roll away from the tap and then they won't bother you. I promise you. It works. It works for me all the time with my kids. It absolutely does. Influences. Um, even though, like you said, you got into this because of your boyfriend, you obviously must have watched wrestling at some point. You must have been a fan throughout what were the influences for you when you look at some of the great female names that have donned this sport, have competed in this sport? What is something that you, what is one female or two females you look at and you go, that's the pinnacle for me. That is like, wow. Um, for me, I would say Naomi, uh, for sure. I'm a huge Naomi fan. Um, her, uh, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Flair, um, Sasha Banks, you know, like, I feel like everyone's like almost three main ones. And then, um, honest, like honest to God, Jody threat. Um, my experience with her was just, it was like, it was kind of like a benchmark for me, like something I'll just never forget at like the start of my career that like Jody threat is like my, like, I would love to be like that woman uh she has a heart of gold all she wants is for like everyone to succeed so like seeing that and like how she treated me like so new um she just treated me so amazing and her feedback was so great and then she even you know invited me out to to work on the things I needed to work on with her so she even took her own time to bring me out to where um she had like access to a ring and she gave me like almost like four hours of her time and it was honestly working on like rolls and bumps so seeing someone like at Jody's level um treat everybody the exact same I'm like that is that is the person that I want to be like in every single room because she made like a huge difference for me Absolutely. No, for sure. I 100% agree with that. I think, uh, you know, leaps and bounds, she goes above and beyond. And it's absolutely amazing when you hear stories like that. You hear those things and you're like, wow, this is incredible. This is something special. This is something new, something exciting. Uh, and, and the fact that wrestlers who have worked their way up are giving back, that's what it's all about. It's all about paying forward for the next up-and-comers. Because you never know when that up-and-comer may be on a main card with you maybe the main event with you. So if you're going to give them that coaching and that, and that little time with them at the end, that's going to put them leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else. And that's the one yeah. thing that I've always heard about Jody, always heard about a lot of people in this business. It's all about paying it forward because when one succeeds, we all succeed. Like everyone yeah. in that locker room succeeds. If every match goes out there and every match is epic, then everyone in that locker room won that night. And if, Absolutely. exactly. And if anyone can pay it forward, why not? So, I mean, you're looking at 15. You said now you're, unfortunately, you're injured a little bit of a setback. You're off for a few weeks. How did, yeah. where did, what, what happened? Was it during a training session? Anything in the ring? Like, is it serious? Is it not serious? Nothing too serious. Um, it's a shoulder separation. Uh, so I, I was given about four to six weeks for, um, to be off um, for my healing. It was, uh, it was in practice. Um, it was like a complete fluke. It was literally, I was in the corner giving someone a back elbow and they came in running super, super hot at me. And it just kind of, it jammed it in, which like, when would that ever happen? 
<laughs> but of course, you know, you get the angle right, you get the speed right, you get that pressure, and then yeah. So offer, I, I should, I'll be back by May. Nice. Back in time for the summer, back in time for those those outdoor shows to kick into gear and everything like that. So I segued a little bit, but let's go back to ACW for a second. You're on the first card, yeah. new upstart promotion. You're going out there, new fan base for you, because that's not an area you've yet tapped into. And how was the overall experience there? Did you gain some some fans that night? Were there some young girls or girls in the audience that were like, yeah, some guys were probably like, yes, great. Another new talent. This is awesome. ACW was insane. Um, I had a, like one of the best times I've ever had at a show. Um, it was, it was so different from what I've been used to. Um, I definitely, I, I did, I think I gained a, a decent amount of fans. Um, and you know, they, they've, they've reached out, they sent me photos. I love it. Um, and it was just so weird. I've never been at a, at a show where the, the crowd is at the ring. So like, they are right at the ring. They're pounding on the mat and like everybody, like everybody's drinking, everyone's having a good time. And like, it's such an atmosphere. And like the, uh, the jobbers were there. So they were playing live music. And then in the background of the matches, there's some music playing, which I liked because I, I get hyped up to music. So that is awesome. Like the atmosphere was just like, it's insane. It was so fun. I loved it. I cannot wait to go back to ACW um, whenever they will have me. I can't wait. Absolutely. I'm sure they're going to have you back. Because like I said, you got a bright, bright future. A couple more questions and I'll let you go enjoy your evening for sure. But my next question, yeah. my next question would be is, um, I mean, everyone has that, I guess you want to say, match where they don't think they can do it. But then they do it. And it's like, wow. And I'm talking about bringing in objects, potentially having a ladder, all these little things that could make the difference in storytelling in terms of in the ring, because that's what you are. You're a storyteller. When you're in there, you're mm. telling this great dance without words and it has highs and lows. It has ups and downs. And eventually we have a winner and a loser because that's what wrestling is. There's no participation warts here. You either win or you lose. That's it. There's no in between. Sometimes you get a time limit draw, but that doesn't happen too often. Now yeah. for you, I mean, let's say I'm a promoter, I'm a booker, I call you up, I say, Miley, you know, I want you to come out to my show. I want to put you in a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I'm like the most prone to injury human being on the planet. So, I mean, I would definitely be a little sketched out, but hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What about like a Falls yeah. Town Anywhere or Iron Woman match? Any of these matches that really test you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I would love that. I mean, it, it, whether you feel ready or not, I feel like you just got to do it. Like that's the only way you can get ready. Right. It's just like go into it. Like, Hey, I don't know. Maybe the next one will be better if it wasn't good, but heck yeah. <laughs> I like that. Promoters take notice. She's willing to go out there and put her body at risk <laughs> for fans. So take notice. Just don't maybe in the match, don't have a spot where somebody does a, you have to give somebody a back elbow because we don't need that again. We don't, we don't need you on the shelf. We need you hundred yeah. percent. No back elbows. No back elbows. That's it. <laughs> Whenever you're planning out your matches, somebody's like, Hey, is there anything you don't want to do? Yeah. You know what? No on the back elbows. 
I will take a chair <laughs> no shot to the head, but no back elbows. No, no, no back elbows. <laughs> I really, I like my elbow and I don't want it. I don't want it to get hurt. I like it too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite, it's my favorite body part. It really is. It, it holds everything together. I can, it helps me pick up forks and stuff because it moves my arm where I need it to go. I like it. I don't want, I don't want it to go anywhere else. No, no, I need that. <laughs> yeah. I just see that weird girl that's obsessed with her elbow. You're like, mm. All right, yeah. that's weird, but <laughs> instead of that, instead of like the uh, like the you know the, the shots in front of the mirror when you're like, yeah, Saturday night I'm going out, you're like, look at my elbow, so smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check this thing out. Check this bad boy. Hold the up, you see it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! So, what do you and Rodney do? Like when you're not training, you're not traveling the shows, you're not you know talking wrestling, living, breathing wrestling in the business. What do you do if you get like, you know, you get a Friday night off, you don't have a booking, you have a show on Saturday, but it's not till like seven o'clock in the afternoon. So you can stay up a little bit late on Friday. What's the go-to for you two? Like, are we talking ordering pizza and binge watching like horrible television? Or do you have a selection of bad movies? Like everyone has a bad movie that they love. If you tell me yours, <laughs> I'll tell you mine. But tell me what you would want <laughs> me do on a rare night off when you have no wrestling. Usually we will be like, let's sit down and watch a movie. And then he'll fall asleep. <laughs> Being completely honest. I mean, there's never like, oh, we'll go out and do this. We'll go do this and that. It's like, okay, let's watch a movie. And then he's passed out because he gets up at like 4.30 every morning to go to work. And <laughs> so then we end up just going to bed. Um, but I love getting pizza. That That's always fun. Pizza is always a good one. Uh, yeah. Or... Any night off, sometimes we'll just kind of fill with ring time. So we'll, we'll try to get everyone out to the ring and, and just do some open ring time. So we never really get many nights off. Hey. Otherwise, we're like, let's fill it up with something. Absolutely. If you want to be if you want to be the best in your craft, you want to be the best of your ability, you got to put the work in. So I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Now, bad movie. Like I said, everyone has a bad movie, a, whole, a movie that everyone hates, but you love. I'll tell you yours if you tell I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours um the movie you know mine used to be the love guru i used to love it i thought it was great um i would stand by it until rodney called me out he's like there's no way it's gonna hold up to how good you thought it was like all the other times you watched it like you're older now and then i have it on dvd so <laughs> during covid i brought it over and uh it's just didn't hold up it, hold no no not at all so <laughs> i think that was my like the one that comes to the top of my head love guru <laughs> okay not good at all i've got the quotes all in my head all the time but <laughs> Marishka yeah, what's yours Marishka exactly <laughs> mine, <laughs> yeah, mine yeah, is um mine is i guess it's developed a little bit of a cult following now but when it first came out, it was a right stinker. Everyone was like, this movie's trash. And for me, that's semi-pro. I mean, anytime you can see, see Will Ferrell with like a Jufro in the 70s singing Love Me Sexy, that's, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't laugh at that. Yeah. I, oh. My wife does not laugh at that. I still laugh. And you know what? It, it still holds up. I have that on Blu-ray and it still holds up. Okay. Will Ferrell. On a 4K TV with a Blu-ray, let me tell you, that's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. But that is my, that is one of my all-time guilty pleasure movies. Like, if nobody's around, like the wife and the kids are gone, I'm by myself. I have myself a bubbly. 
Yeah. I have myself my favorite chips and my big old chip bowl. And I put on semi-pro when nobody's around. <laughs> I love that. that. I mean, you gotta, if you like it, you gotta watch it and keep it up. If it gives you, if it gets you in a good mood and it makes you feel happy, hey, watch it. Just keep going. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Get it on Blu-ray. Get it on DVD. Download it on your phone. Get it on iTunes. Do everything. (laughs) Buy it all. Find the VHS if VHSs were still around. Find the VHS. Just get it all. Yep. On every avenue. Every avenue. Yeah. You know what's funny is when I try (laughs) to explain VHSs to my daughter, she looks at me like I had three heads. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I go, I go, once upon a time, there were these things where you had to push them into a VCR, which is a video cassette recorder. You put that in and you push play. And she goes, what did it do? I go, well, it, it... it played movies. Like it went from one side to the other and then you had to rewind it to start the movie again. Oh my God. You just didn't have to push the menu button back. I go, no, no, it wasn't that easy. Or you couldn't just pause it and, and like find the space where you left off. No, no, you had to, if you did that and somebody rewound the tape, you had to sit there for 15 minutes, fast forwarding it to get to where the fuck you were. Yeah. Or if you rented a VHS and then you get it, and then it's, it's already at the end. So then you have to like cover your eyes to rewind it. So you don't see any spoilers and you're trying to get it to the end and see if you're at the end yet. Yeah. You're like, that one's yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to stop it before the previews start, but I don't want to see spoilers. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I do like about DVDs and Blu-rays is that now we have the option to fast forward over the previews. Yeah. If they have previews now, we can just go right to the menu that I do enjoy. I do yeah. enjoy that. But sometimes it's cool to go back and watch an old VHS and then you see some of the trailers and you're like, oh my God, these are so bad. So bad. Yeah. Like um, there's this one movie uh, called Striking Distance with Bruce Willis from like the late 90s. And uh, he yeah. plays a cop who's been kicked off the force because he was a drunk. And now he's, he <laughs> sails the Chicago seas as a boat cop. But he's still hunting down the Red Riding Hood killer. And then this lightning bolt comes across the screen and I'm like, the fuck is with the lightning bolt? Like, I get it. it's called striking distance, but we need a lightning bolt there. Like the whole thing. <laughs> and like they show clips from the movie. So it's like Bruce Willis being like, I'm going to find him. Lightning bolt. And when yeah. I do, lightning bolt. It's like, what the fuck? Why? It's okay, I get it. I get it. There's don't there's, Some trailers back in the day, horrible. Absolutely horrible. God awful trailers. Not They're good. so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Even, like, even watching trailers on DVDs, like even that, I'm like, damn, those are bad. <laughs> like it's always that same voice too. Yeah. Like in a time when the world was silent. Always. Okay, and, well, and, so- it's, and when you see one, you're like, it's not a joke. Like you have to like tell people like, no, that, that's actually a thing. Like multiple trailers. That's all it was. Yeah. That, that guy made a shit ton of money though. His voice was everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. There's no way it was more than one guy. That was such a distinct voice. Right. And it's iconic. It is. It is absolutely iconic. Could you imagine that guy if he pulls up to like, you know, McDonald's nowadays? It's like, hey, sir, welcome <laughs> to McDonald's. What can I get you? I'll take a Big Mac combo. And yes. Like, yeah. It's like, are you the fucking movie <laughs> voice, dude? Are you the movie voice? Oh, my God. <laughs> Free burger on the house. Amazing. I love it. I love the movie voice. <laughs> <laughs> Instant but, nostalgia. You're like, I know your voice. Um, I know that voice. So you said music, music gets you hyped up. Music gets you yeah. hyped up. So when you're like, it's, it's, you're the next match out, you got a chance for one song. You put in your earbuds and you just, you're vibing. What's the go-to song from Miley that gets you hyped? It's my entrance song. My entrance song is my, 
my peak hype. I try not to listen to it on my own because I don't want to ruin it for myself. But like, because you know when you, you hear a song and like, even though you've heard it over and over and over, every time it hits, you're like, yes, that's such a good song. You, you'll press me, you're like, so good. My entrance song comes on, I'm like, damn, that's a good song. <laughs> like, I like, you know, I want to get hyped. I'm like starting my workout, like put my own entrance song out. I'm like, that's a good song. Good song. <laughs> so, that's a good song. Yeah, so Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz is my number one like that will always get me hyped up i love it i love it it's it's a very cool song when you came out to it i was like oh wiley she got a little flavor i like it i like it i uh for me it's till i collapse by eminem i don't know what it is but till I collapse, oh, oh so good such a good tune till i collapse i'm spilling these raps long as you feel oh i guess i'm gonna listen to it after we're done i gotta listen to it after we're done for sure yeah <laughs> um, oh my god when it comes I, that to, is that is on my workout playlist and that is like when that hits all it always gets me i'm like yes this is gonna be a good one like yes. it's mid-workout it doesn't matter when that song hits it instantly i'm like yep yeah, now now we go harder yeah when nate talk comes on till the roof goes out till the lights go yes! out and you're like oh yeah yeah it's like all about rapping like till i collapse i'll be spinning these raps and you're like yeah like Like, i'm gonna go hard i don't rap but yeah i'm gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to uh you know traveling all over the road it's very hard to eat healthy we know this fast food joints are like a plethora you could be going down a highway and you'll pass 20 tim hortons five pizza pizzas, 10 McDonald's, and they're all along the stretch. So if yeah. it's 2.30 in the morning, you're driving home from a show, you're exhausted, but the stomach won't stop growling, so you got to get it some food. What is the greasy spoon food of Miley's choice? I mean, we always get McDonald's. It's always McDonald's. Um, it, they, it's the only thing ever open when we're driving home. Um, yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's is always it. Um, it's the only thing open. And we went to, <laughs> when we all go to one, we're all such, it's, we're such a rowdy crew and we're all just so, and not dumb, but you know, like we're the <laughs> goofiest people. And <laughs> you know, when it's like 2am, you're like, you leave and you're like, well, I might've embarrassed myself. I don't know. And you know, like Rodney grabbed me and you know, he goes to head off the kiosk. We're all ordering. So you no, I'm like, but I actually hit my head on the kiosk and then the whole screen glitched. <laughs> so now we just call them kiosk bumps every time we're at McDonald's. Like, quick kiosk bump. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of good times at McDonald's. <laughs> but what's the what's the menu food for choice for you? Like, are you like a happy, happy meal girl? Are you like a Big Mac girl? Are you a quarter pound? Like, what's the burger of choice for you? A chicken? What do you get? I've been doing a Big Mac. Big Mac meal, and then they've had the shamrock shake, so I'll do it with a shamrock shake. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's yeah. all kinds of unhealthy carbs, but it's worth yeah. it. Absolutely worth oh, it. Oh, yeah. Listen, you work so hard. Worth it. You work hard. You're allowed to have a Big Mac. You're absolutely yeah. allowed. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no, oh, man, it's the only thing I can eat. <laughs> I guess we're getting a Big Mac. <laughs> the screen glitched. I can't see anything besides the Big Mac. So <laughs> just no. have to click. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Miley, I'm a big fan of games. Would you like to play a game with me? Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, so the game I have, I have a couple different ones. There's Promo 101, there's Forced Mount Rushmore, and there's, uh, you know, Pick One. So Pick One is very simple. I give you an option. Let's say McDonald's or Burger King, and you tell me which one. So McDonald's, Burger King, you make, boom, okay? Um, Promo 101 is when you, you and I cut promos on each other as if we were getting ready for a wrestling match. And then Forced Rouse, Mount Rushmore is where I give you five wrestlers of my choosing, and you have to rank them one to five, one being the worst, five being the best out of those five that I give you. Okay. I'm going to go with pick one. You're going to go with pick one. All right. So I got to pick one. the easiest one. Cause my brain at this time of night, you know, it's not going very fast today. Someone asked me if I had a bunny when I was a kid and I literally responded, what's a bunny. Oh, <laughs> like, Today, today, I'm like, I, I can't cut a promo. I can't, I can't. Give me, give me two options because I don't All even right. know what a bun is. All right, here we go. We'll start with a practice question really easy. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Okay, so there you go. There you go. That's the basis of the game. Now, here we go. Um, Billie Eilish or Eminem? Eminem. Good choice. Smart girl. Very smart young lady. <laughs> Very smart young lady. Pizza. Or burgers? Pizza. Okay. I like it. I like it. The shamrock shake from McDonald's or a frosty from Wendy's? Shamrock shake. Okay. You actually answered that one a lot quicker than I thought. I thought you would have taken a little bit of time. But you know you had it right there. You had it. Okay. okay you can get frosties year round. Shamrock shake seasonal. I'll get one every day when it's in season. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Beer or liquor? Like if you're out. Liquor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that no drink here. <laughs> Tropical weather or cold weather? Tropical. Okay, fair enough. And my final question. This is a big one. A lot of people are going to be divided on this question. Cats or dogs? Oh. I'm looking at both of my cats right now, but then I'm also thinking about my dog who I just walked before coming home. <laughs> my heart. Go with your heart, Miley. Go with your heart. Cats. Okay. All right. I'm a little disappointed with the last answer because I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog person, but that's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. Absolutely forgive you. I'm just thinking about, you know, they're, they're low maintenance. With my dog, I've got the pressure in my head of like, I got to get home. I got to get her out for her walk, you know, and then I feel too bad if I'm not doing it. But with my cats, they don't need a walk. Fair enough. You know, flick around the little toy. That's Uh, right. (laughs) That's all they need. Put a little catnip (laughs) down and they're good. They're good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Miley, this has been an amazing conversation. I had so much fun. And I want to let you know now. You are officially a member of the Straight Talk family, which means anytime you want to come back, we'd be honored and privileged to have you back on the show. Ah, amazing. Yay. All right. Before you go, shout out your socials so everyone can keep up on your journey. And as we creep towards 20 matches, then 50 matches, then 100 matches, where can they find you on the wonderful world sometimes of social media? Yes. Um, you can find me most active on my Instagram. So I'm at Miley the Wrestler. I also have a Facebook page. It is just Miley. I, uh, that is it. Just Miley. Um, and then I'm on Twitter. Uh, Twitter didn't let me have a long enough handle to have Miley, the wrestler. I don't really use Twitter that often. So I couldn't tell you what my Twitter is, but follow my Instagram. Cause I'm active on there. <laughs> there it is. 
There it is. I love it. Guys, you know my socials, but the link is always in the bio of each and every video that we post. And uh, don't forget, if you're watching this video and you enjoyed the conversation, click that subscribe button because we're like seven away from 500. It'd be awesome to hit that either before or by the time this episode drops. I want to thank my guest today, Miley the Wrestler, for coming on the show. Absolutely fantastic talent, guys. Keep your eyes on her because her star is only going to get brighter. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, my dear. You are a fantastic talent and you have a bright, bright future ahead of you in this business. So keep working hard. Keep doing what you're doing. And most importantly, stay true to you. I know that's cliche to say, but stay true to you. Thank you. That's super sweet. No problem. I am. I'm sweet. I am super sweet. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a girl dad. I can't, I have to be aggressive sometimes, but not all the time. A couple times you have to let things go, but not all the time. Sometimes you have to be sweet. You do. You have to be sweet. You have to. It's I true. love it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state